Imagine bold, naturally aged Tillamook cheddar slices melting over a burger, eating handfuls of thick-cut cheddar shreds straight from the bag, taking a bite out of an irresistibly bold block of extra-sharp cheddar cheese. We know you want to get back to streaming, but wasn't it nice to daydream about cheese for a bit? Tillamook Cheddar, extraordinary dairy. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, Bully Ray and I talk all about Monday Night Raw. The hits and the misses. One hit. Dom Mysterio, he is killing it right now with Rhea Ripley. A miss, Asuka. What the hell are they doing with Asuka? We break it down. Plus, we talk about this QR code. What the hell is going on? How do I get it on my phone? And what does it mean? And also, getting ready for AEW Grand Slam. Action Bronson joins us right now on the Busted Open Podcast. You know, there are a lot of people out. You know, Becky's out. Charlotte's out right now. Maybe they're waiting for them to come back. And maybe they are treading a little bit water. Or, Bully, we're going to see a new women's champion come Extreme Rules. And they're going to do, like, their version of the bloodline on Monday Night Raw. Meaning that this faction, Damage Control, is going to have all the gold. It's either one of those two avenues they're going to go down. I guess we won't find out which one that is until we get to Extreme Rules. And it doesn't sound beyond the realm of possibility. Because uh, Bianca, uh, you know, I always talk about the champion, the the chase as opposed to the, you know, to the the defend. Yeah. Bianca Belair to me is the kind of babyface you pay to see chase the world championship. Defending the world championship for Bianca has been a little bit more difficult because of the lack of strength of heel opponents. You need a strong heel, a brooding heel. What did every great baby face? Let's take a let's take a baby face like Bob Backlund back in the day. They just brought in strong heel after strong heel after strong heel for him to beat in a long run. What strong heels does Bianca Belair have? There is nobody. I mean, right now, I guess. It, so why it, should you give a shit about Bianca? Just because she's got a belt around her waist? That I mean, that's it right now. And it almost feels like the caller's right. Like, it's almost like they're treading water until they come back full strength. But you can't do that. Again, you don't know what the future holds. We know that more than anything, Bully, with the shows that we've done the last few years with, like, how many changes that there have been in pro wrestling. Like, you can't wait. You have to act right now, and you got to get people invested right now. Bianca Belair, you decided to put that women's championship title around her waist. You got to give her the best opportunity to succeed. 
I think they're hurting her right now. And you know what? Listen, let me ask you this, Bully. Forget damage control. Let's throw that out the freaking window for right now. How great would it be if there was a program between Bianca Belair and Asuka? Where Asuka was like, enough of this shit. I'm not here to please you. I need. I, I haven't won championship gold in forever. I have been a mockery of myself. I went back and I visited my family. And they said, what happened to you? You used to be a competitor. Now you're just an entertainer. And you know, she went after that. Now that's something you could sink your teeth until, until a Charlotte comes back or a Becky comes back. That's a program that's going to make Bianca Belair look stronger and make her a better champion. I, I know that they would never do something like this, but this story just popped into my mind about Asuka returning home to Japan. And when, when, when she returns home to visit family, like this would be a complete, this would be a complete revamping and repackaging of Asuka back to her roots in a version of Asuka where I think would be incredible in the WWE. She returns home to Japan to visit family, to visit where she, wherever she first trained to become a pro wrestler. And who does she find waiting there? Think of the, think of the scene from Rocky after Mickey dies. No, no, no. I'm sorry. In, in Rocky two. Okay. Not Rocky two. My bad. Rocky <laughs> three, Rocky okay. three after Mickey dies. Yes. When Rocky goes back to, to mix gym, right? And Apollo is Apollo is there. Uh, dude, I, I'm getting I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Think of that scene. Imagine Asuka back in the place that she trained, whatever dojo she trained in. Imagine if, and the guy's name, all I uh, um who's the guy, the really badass Japanese guys with all the you know bald head who just kills everybody. He's always on AEW. Um, oh yeah, no, yeah, like him, him sitting there waiting. I was thinking, I was thinking you were going to go to like the great Muda or somebody no, back. No, there. no, all right. All right. I mean, it, it, it wouldn't be Muda. Uh, it's a uh, oh, why is his name? Damn it, Kent, Kent, not Kentsuke. Um, you know who I'm thinking of, right? Yeah, I or do. Or you don't? I, I no, I do. Yeah, uh, Minoru Suzuki. Suzuki, thank Suzuki you. was uh, just in AEW. Yes. Yes, Minoru thank Suzuki. you to whoever, yeah, thank you to Griffin, the intern. Minoru Suzuki, imagine Minoru Suzuki is waiting there for her. Minoru Suzuki just tears into her, you know, basically saying what, you know, what happened to you? Kind of like what I suggested with Rhonda and, uh, and, uh, and Shayna Baszler. But she returns to her roots and she finds, you know, the old Asuka. And one day we see Asuka looking in the mirror at what she's become. And then she says nothing and she just blows the mist in the mirror as a sign of I'm, I'm, I'm blinding this version of myself now. And I'm going to go back and find the original version of myself. Now, whether that original version of herself is that Oscar that we first saw in the WWE, or if it's that version of Oscar that was in Japan, that Kana K A N A version of Oscar, which is absolutely bad ass and a modern day female version of what the great Muda was back in the day. You give me that, I think a diehard wrestling fan can get into that, and I think a a, a an up and uh, you know a, a brand new WWE fan could get into that. Look look at the remember the fiend that was a, a very gimmicky gimmick that people were into. You're gonna tell me that uh, the gimmicky version of Oscar 
This is a corny version of Oscar that we're getting right now. It's not even corny. It's just it's 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 embarrassing. Like I feel I'm at the point now, bully. Like watching that main event last night and watching her dancing and singing outside the ring last night during that match, I actually feel embarrassed for Oscar. Now, listen, I'm sure Oscar is doing the best with what they've given her. She's trying to be entertaining. This this is a joke. She's become a joke. Like. We've seen her in a main event caliber match at WrestleMania against Charlotte. She is one of the best women wrestlers. Why do they feel like she's better off being put as like a cheerleader right now for Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair? It's a joke. It's a shame. And Bully, we just came up with that storyline in 30 seconds. In 30 seconds we came up with that. With all those creative people that they have in the WWE, they can't find anything better for Asuka than what they're doing for her right now? It's a shame. It's a shame. And if they're treading water for everybody, you don't need to tread water. You don't need to do that. You have people in place that are amazing and that could step up and do just as good of a job. Bully, that story that you just wrote on the fly on this show is much better than I guarantee that they can come up with for a returning Charlotte or for a returning Sasha or for when Becky comes back. That's a story that, to me, would dominate Monday Night Raw and get people to tune in each and every Monday night. And now is the time to heat up these acts because you don't have Charlotte around, because you don't have Becky around. Charlotte and Becky cast giant, giant shadows. So what are you going to do when Charlotte and Becky come back? Just rely on Charlotte and Becky one more time. What's Becky going to do? Come back and say that title's rightfully mine. Or what's Charlotte's going to do? Come back and say that title's rightfully mine. Okay. Give me some story, though. Give me some substance. We're yeah. talking specifically about Asuka. Give me something to believe in with this woman. When I see Asuka hit the ring now, I don't care anymore. And I hate the fact that I have to say on this show that I don't care about Asuka. Why would you? They have given you they haven't given you any reason to care about Asuka. And they and by the way, they haven't given you ev- any reason to care about Asuka in what a year? Maybe I, more. Honestly, at this very point right now, I don't care about any of the women on the raw side. Give me a name of a woman I should care about and why. Keyword, care. Now, one story, Bully, that is definitely hitting is Dom. That's right, Dom Mysterio and Rhea Ripley. And you want to know something? I Dom popped me last night when he was like, hey, man, I got I to gotta go help my dad. And he was just like, just kidding. Like, I, dude, his facial expression, like, I loved it. Like, they're ready to party. Dom's like, wait, wait a second. I can't, I can't go. I, I, I got to help my dad. Like, he, I really brought in. I think Dominic is doing a phenomenal job. I agree with you, but I hated the fact that he said, just kidding. I thought the laugh was enough. Well, wait, guys, you know, I can't go. I got to help my dad. And he's, <laughs> the laugh would have been enough. I felt like the just kidding was forced. And that's a tiny, tiny little thing. I would have just liked to end it a laugh, but I agree. Great heat for Dom last night in the middle of the ring. The, the Judgment Day did a superb job of getting steam on Dominic the stuff in the back I got a new mommy now <laughs> and, dude, and, and it's so hey, funny yo. 
Rhea gave like a look like what? And then it was like, and then she's like, okay, all right, we'll go with this, you know? Because at some point this is all going to, this, this at some point is all going to just crack and, and, and just fracture in front of Dominic. But right now, bully, I'm loving it. I'm absolutely. Instead of of who's your poppy, who's your mommy? Put that on the shirt. Who's your mommy? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's just like. I think I, I, again, and I look Get at me one. I'll media. cut that up. <laughs> I'd cut up a Rhea Ripley shirt, man. Rhea, listen. I mean, I, I look at social media. I know you can't judge everything from social media. There's some people that are down on Dom. I, I, I can't see why. I think Dominic has done an absolute phenomenal job. He really has. Listen, Dom at times comes off a little wonky, a little clumsy in his looks, in what he says, in his movements in the ring. He's still very young in this industry. He's growing into himself. I've seen enough positive from Dom where I'm like, oh, yeah, things are good. He's going to be really good. Takes a long time to get this, folks. Doesn't click overnight. But that's okay. I think it. I think the little bit of the clunkiness, even like on the microphone and – his facial expression and how he talk. I think it. I think it really works with the story that they're trying to say here. I. I. I really do. And like you said, he got they, that Judgment Day got some monster heat last night on Monday Night Raw. One of the segments that definitely clicked is the Judgment Day. And again, they're booking Judgment Day the right way. That that I like, and I, I think it definitely worked last night. Um, huge step forward last yes. night for, 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 for that crew. You have the judgment day you have, and listen, the baby faces that they have to work with help this out tremendously. Like the judgment day, having Ray Mysterio and edge, you can't have bigger baby faces than that. Right? Nope. This is why you hate the judgment day. You care about the judgment day. Remember, the word care doesn't need to mean like or love. Caring can be hating also. You care for them. You hate them so much. So you care about the Judgment Day and you hate them because they have baby faces to work with. What what am I trying to get at right here? Bianca Belair. I don't really care about Bianca Belair because she doesn't have the heels to work with. If they branched Rhea off, to Bianca, you'd care more about Bianca because Rhea is a bigger, bigger heel right now. Make, make sense to you? Yes, absolutely. This is why heels are so damn important in wrestling. Heels, baby faces will always get more of the shine, but the heel is the most important aspect of the story. Dark Helmet said it best. Good is dumb. <laughs> and and you know what? It's true. And I will say this, Bully. Like, Rhea is a much better, bigger, stronger heel than the woman that's going to be in a championship match come Extreme Rules. I'm sorry. But what they're doing with Rhea Ripley is 100 times better than what they're doing with Bailey right now. Rhea Ripley is doing so much more with saying nothing. She doesn't have to say a word. 
Like, she is playing off the son of Rey Mysterio. We watched Dominic grow in front of our eyes on WWE programming. Bailey's trying to be this smart-ass heel that's, that's throwing out catchphrases in the middle of the ring. It's just not working. Rhea Ripley, and this is what we wanted, right? Because, Bully, it wasn't that long ago the same complaints we had about Asuka were the same complaints that we had about Rhea Ripley. Those themes, those complaints feel like a lifetime ago now with Rhea. Uh, Rhea, especially compared to when Rhea first joined the Judgment Day and was very, very nervous. You could see how nervous she was out there with Edge. And I know I could see the little things that Edge was doing out there to calm Rhea down. She started to find her groove. And the great, and you mentioned something that is is totally true, and I agree with. Rhea doesn't have to say anything. All Rhea has to do is stand next to Dominic and whisper in his ear, and we never know what Rhea said, but we know that that whispering is manipulating this young man's mind, and it's making us go, "Come on, you got to be smart in this. That your that's your dad." Like, we're going absolutely crazy watching this story play out. And again, emotional connection. We're getting an emotional connection. from ev- And every character here has a purpose, by the way. I know and this every is a, character is getting over. This is, a, this is a far stretch, and I don't expect you to get this comparison. But I almost feel, when I see Rhea talking to... Um, uh, maybe this is not a comp- people are not going to agree with this comparison, but I just it just the way it works. Throw it out there. Uh, it's it's kind of when um, the Emperor tells Anakin Skywalker for the first time, "Did I ever tell you about Darth Plagueis the Wise?" It's just planting the seeds, okay? And Rhea Rhea's planting the seeds with her womanly ways, and she never has to say a word. She's just whispering. She's and every time we never hear a word from Rhea, but the words that come out of Ray's mouth are what Rhea is whispering in her here. Thus, we hate Ray for saying it because, just like you said, you're like, Come on, Ray, not Ray, I'm sorry, Dominic, Dom. come on, Dom, don't be so easily manipulated. And we hate Rhea more for twisting the mind of the young man, despite the fact that they're the same age. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. 
If you missed anything this week on Mad Dog Sports Radio, I got you covered. It's Mike Babchick's Morning After, where we play back the best clips of the week and recap in a way you have never heard before. It's a roast like no other, and no one is safe. Not Mad Dog, not anyone. This is a Morning After walk of shame you actually won't regret. You can find Mike Babchick's Morning After on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. Good friend of the nation, Action Bronson, who joins us right now on Busted Open. Sir, how are you this morning? I'm tremendous, fellas. How are you? What's going on, brother? How you doing? What's up, bully? What the fuck is going on? Pardon me. How's everything? Right, don't worry. You can, you can drop as many F-bombs as you want on this show. Oh. So, so, hey, let me ask you a question, bro. Talk to me. For, for people that don't know, you've been a wrestling fan, obviously, your whole life. You used to come to the Elks Lodge in Queens to watch ECW. I used to berate sure. you as a young 100%. fan. Yep. Uh, you, you grew up on pro wrestling. You love pro wrestling. Um, how does it feel for you to be able to get in a pro wrestling ring tomorrow night, Wednesday night on Dynamite and, and kind of cross over into our world? It feels like it was always meant to be. It feels like I was already a part of the world, but I really wasn't. It's a total taste. It's a different taste of everything. Uh, it's, it's actually, you know, people say their dreams come true. This is literally a childhood dream. There's pictures of us. There's pictures of there's several pictures of me and you floating around the internet where I was a little 13 year old fucking pussy with little fucking weirdo hair, you know, front row Elks Lodge all the time. General admission, we would always fucking sneak in, go to the mezzanine. Yo, you don't even understand what I'm doing right now. Fucking getting pumped up right now. I'm working out as we speak. I'm so fucking jacked. Let's talk. Let's talk about that, brother. Like you have, you have Ooh. undergone a tremendous transformation. I mean, bro, you were you were getting up there and weight. I was worried about you watching your show because all I know is that you were smoking yeah. and eating like crazy. And I'm sure your doctors told you you need to back off because you might, you know, you might come face to face with the Grim Reaper. Talk to us about your transformation. Talk to us about how you feel. Talk to us how you, about how you've gotten in the shape that you're in now. Yes, you're like a whole new man. Honestly, I, I only got out of really hard, I got into a really bad shape during this period where I was doing Fuck That's Delicious. And I've been an athlete my whole life. You know, I played high school football, baseball. I play all kinds of New York street sports. It's just, it's in my blood to move around and do things, you know? So I got, I got to around almost 400 pounds because I was fucking letting the world, letting the life get to me. And, you know, I was scared to go to the doctor. Fuck a doctor. No one had to tell me. I knew when I looked in the mirror, I couldn't wipe my ass. So I already knew what the fuck was going on. So I had to make drastic changes, bro. It's no games. So since then, diet, whenever COVID hit, stayed in, fucking buckled down, green juice nonstop. I shed over 130 pounds. Uh, lowest I got down to was around 236. I was doing real. I'm doing real good. I'm around 264 right now. I'm trying to hit the ring 260. Feel fucking good. You look lots good. Of kettlebells. Lots of lots of unorthodox training. Bulgarian bags, clubs, maces, just heavy duty 
fucking next level rotational muscle building, assault fitness bikes and rowers and all kinds of climbers, the never ending rope flex. Bro, I'm on it all. All kinds of plyometrics. Uh, I'm I'm more old school. I love the cocktail of testosterone and growth hormone, but that's just me, brother. <laughs> oh, I'm about to I, wait until I get on it. I haven't even gotten on it yet. Holy <laughs> shit! Wait until I get a taste of that. My God, <laughs> who knows where this body will go? <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be posing. You're gonna be on the cover of Playgirl if that's even is still a thing. Maybe me and you can share the cover to together. The cover of, I always wanted to be on the cover of Muscular Development. There you go. You can hit a you can hit a double buy and a double chin at the same time. <laughs> good thing the double chin is kind of guy because it's hidden by the beard. And I, <laughs> I don't got good buys. I got good tries. I don't do arms. I do back. <laughs> I do deadlifts. I do squats. I do shit men do. There you go. I, I love it. I love I it. And he, up, he does I, look. I pick up stones. I throw stones. I fucking, I throw heavy bags, sandbags. I'm just, I'm just animalistic at this point in my life, man. I don't know. You I'm eat T-bone steaks and you lift barbell plates, brother. Oh, of course I can lift barbell plates. There's no doubt about that. You sound like you sound like Rocky and Rocky Four. Like you're throwing out like boulders and stuff like that. Bro, I'm fucking trained. I'm 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 living this for real. I don't do this for fucking cameras. I don't do this for bullshit. This is how I live my life these days. I'm training to fucking ride waves in Australia and South Africa and shit like that. People aren't doing this type of training. I'm fucking walking with boulders underneath hundred feet of water in the depths of the ocean. Man, I so what what was the moment for you? Like, what was that moment where you said, I mean, because it's one thing to understand that you're that you're living an unhealthy lifestyle and making some changes. What was the moment where it's like, man, because this isn't just a change. This is a complete change of lifestyle. Like, yeah. was there one moment in particular is like, all right, I'm, I'm going this completely different direction. I told you it was fucking depressing when you can't turn around to wipe your ass. You have to kind of like hold the wall. It's fucking not. It doesn't feel good. It's like, yo, yeah. I'm this fat that I can't even fucking do something generally, you know, something that most humans are able to do. It's fucked up. But that's just reality. And you got to come to those fucking sick conclusions sometimes to change. Also, I was being berated by my wife and shit like that, but not in a way where it was like hurtful. But she would be like, yo, you're a fat piece of shit. We got to fix this. Stop drinking Coke. We have family. You got to, you know, you got to be here for us. It's bullshit. I cut the shit. Now, well, congratulations, that, man. Thank you, man. That really was eye-opening with the new baby and all that other stuff. You know, you want to be around for everybody. But you want to give everyone a fucking fair shot. I don't want to be a scumbag. What am I doing? I'm going to take I'm gonna take my own life from food? Nah, that's not how I'm going out. Fuck Bronson, t- talk to us about what it's like being uh, training with Hook and uh, training with Taz. Oh, man. You know, it's it's old school, man. You know, training with Taz is old school. I feel like, you know, I feel like uh, this is the way that I'm meant to train I'm, if I'm going to do this right. I'm not meant to just do it some pussy way and just go in and just, that's it. I'm doing it the way that it was done back then, the way you guys were taught, the way men were taught, and that's it. Training with Hook, he's a fucking, 
He's a, he's actually a, a physical phenomenon for his age. He's a young fucking beast of a man. And, uh, you know, I was watching some videos of Chaz's flexibility. I don't know. His pops my fucking, he's giving him his, he's giving him a run for his money with those bridges and shit like that. It's just, it's a beautiful thing. I love training. I love people who train. I love to fucking get after it every day. And this is just another, this is just another, another task that's put in front of me that I must complete. Well, talk about this task. Like, talk about this achievement that we're going to see tomorrow night. Like Bully said, you're a lifelong wrestling fan. You were watching when you were a young kid, you know, at the Elks Lodge. And here you are in Queens, New York tomorrow night. You're going to be... You're going to be wrestling in front of a lot of people out there. Like, I hope yep. you take a moment to enjoy it, you know, at Grand Slam, yeah. because this is a major achievement, sir. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty next level. And, you know, I just hope I'm worthy of it. I know I am. But what I will say is this. It won't be the last time, because tomorrow night, it's going to be fucking something to be seen. So... Is pro wrestling something that you want to continue to do? You know, at this point in my life, I love I love so many different things that this fits into my whole being. This is my being. It's just kind of meant to be at this point. And if someone wants to give me a shot, I'm more than willing to take it. Um. AEW, how has it been working with AEW? Have you bumped into your good friend Mark Henry at all since you've been I around? I have. There? I saw Mark Henry backstage. He was, he was a good man. You know, I love, I love talking to Mark. He always invites me to deadlift. I love that type of shit. What What about everything else you have going on with like your TV show or your or your, the, yeah. your music career? How's everything else I mean, going for you? Everything is beautiful. You know, I do music for fun. I just performed. That's why I couldn't get back to you yesterday, man. I apologize. I was just coming back from Chicago. I did this thing called Riot Fest, which is pretty amazing. A lot of sick metal acts from back in the day. Me, Ice Cube. It was just really, it was a dope vibe. So I did that the night before, flew back in, you know, here to take care of business this whole week. Uh, music is beautiful. I've been on tour the entire year. I dropped an album called Codrillo Turbo. I just do music for fun. This is all fun for me. This is a hobby. I'm not over here, you know. I don't give a shit about anything else. This just makes me feel good. It's like my outlet, just like my painting and everything else that I do. It's my routine. If if pro the wrestling... TV, the, as far as the TV show, bro, fuck that delicious. will go on forever. There's no doubt about that. That's me 100%. So I have all brand new episodes coming out and... We're actually doing a block party on Saturday in Brooklyn. If you guys would like to come, it would be an honor. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, I've, yeah, been politic- I've been politicking to try to get on your show forever because I want to go eat with you somewhere. I mean, I, I don't even, you don't even have to fucking say that, bro. Are you kidding me? It's, it's, it's already done. I get oh, some of, so get you, some of that stuff, pleasure. bro. You eat some of the best stuff I've ever seen on the planet. Come on, man. It's, it, it, it's all about enjoying ourselves. How long are we here for? We don't know. So let's just have a good time. Fuck the bullshit. I love that. I love that mentality. Uh, tomorrow, are you a little nervous or are you more excited about what's going down tomorrow night? You know, I, I hate to sound like a fucking asshole, but I'm, you know, I'm just chilling. Okay. You know, I'm just chi- I'm just chilled out because 
I've done huge performances before, and just, I don't. This is not something I get riled up for. All I need is an hour beforehand to work out, get my fucking juices going. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna hit the curtain, fucking soaking wet. I'm gonna take care of business. I hope this is the beginning of something really special in the world of pro wrestling. We really appreciate it. Action Bronson and have fun, man. Just have fun. Like you said, I love bully. I love that mantra in life. Like just have fun. You don't know how long you're here on this earth. You know, it could be for a long time. It could be for a short time. So you might as well have fun while you're on it. It's very true. And I love action Bronson's outlook on things. And I hope you go out there tomorrow night on dynamite. I hope you have a blast. I hope you guys tear the house down and, uh, if you're very serious about keeping up with this wrestling thing, I hope it works out for you because I know you're passionate about it. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate you guys very much for your time and your love and the support. And, you know, we'll talk again, and I'll see you soon. Hopefully you guys come through Saturday. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This is Adam Shine, host of the Adam Shine Podcast. Here to tell you, you can listen to my podcast all year round. I'll give you my NFL picks against the spread, give you fantasy advice all season long, while being joined by the best guests in all of sports. He's Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. This is what I expect. You know, I expect to play well every year. We release episodes of the Adam Shine Podcast every week. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The Adam Shine Podcast. So there was some live events where this whole white rabbit thing seemed to be happening in break at SmackDown at live events. And then last night on Raw, there was a QR code behind Austin Theory. And above the QR code, it said, come with me. Now, I'm seeing all over social media where people are like jumping on where you could scan that code and then when you scan that code it brings you to wwe.com now i tried to do it it wasn't working for me but i don't know what the fuck i'm doing (laughs) (laughs) but like you scan that qr code it 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 brings you to uh, wwe.com and it says come with me and then it says the message feed your head and then some music starts playing and a white rabbit begins to play a game of hangman and it asks the question who killed the world are you following me so far yes i am okay now ultimately on the game of hangman it spells out you did and it also should be noted that when the white rabbit's jumping around on the letters it spells out the word demon and then finally at the end of the message 
it says 923 and then it displays it again. So a lot of people think in this hidden message that you can get by scanning the QR code from Raw last night is something is going to happen on Friday. Why Friday? Because Friday is 923. And also people are thinking that something's going to happen at 923. 923 is during SmackDown. So something is happening on SmackDown this Friday night, bull. Friday! 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 I promised the bell! Friday! Friday. So what you're saying is Friday? Friday. So what could this be? Or who could this be? Wow. That's an excellent question. Profound. That's what I do. Excellent questions and crab cakes. Now, most people would probably guess the fiend Bray Wyatt. So possibly we'll see Bray Wyatt come Friday. How do you feel about that? Do you think I it'll be to... what what version of Bray Wyatt would it be? I would have to think it's the dark fiend version of Bray Wyatt. They don't don't forget they did a lot of damage to Bray Wyatt on the on the way out. I mean, there was a time a few years ago where the fiend Bray Wyatt was the hottest thing going in the WWE. They cooled him off considerably and then ultimately he was released by the company. But all things are pointing towards a comeback for Bray Wyatt, which I hope is true. I hope it's true also, but I don't want to see The Fiend. Who do you want to see? Husky Harris? Uh, no, I want to see. Uh-uh. I want to see the evolution of the original Bray character. So what with we saw maybe with the, the Wyatt Fiend, family? With, with maybe The Fiend being an aspect of the personality that could show its face like Finn Balor and the demon. Well, I think, I I think the fiend pigeonholes Bray Wyatt in a lot of different ways. Okay. I get it. I, you know what bully, I'm going to agree with you here. Uh, they went a little bit too hocus pocus, a little bit too supernatural with that character, but that original, like, Max Cady, Cape Fear, Bray Wyatt that we saw originally, that was amazing. And could they be going back to that? From what I'm seeing right now, it's probably going to be more towards that supernatural character of the demon Bray Wyatt. Or the fiend, I should say. Well, at 923 on 923, we're going to have to be tuned in to see what they do. I love the, I love the, going down the rabbit hole last night, so to speak, with them and the QR code, extremely different. I love the term who killed the world. That was that's what it that's what it said, right? Who killed the world? Uh let me let me just uh double check. I'm almost positive that's it's yeah, uh th- yes who you. killed the world and it spelled out you did. And that line, I mean, it could have been uttered in another movie, but I remember it was in uh, Mad Max. What was the last installment of Mad Max that I liked so much? A uh, Fury Road. There's a scene where one of the girls screams out, who killed the world? And I just remember that that scene uh, from the movie. And I'm wondering if Bray, that resonated with Bray or if he just came up with that on his own. Who killed the world you did? And when you're when you're when you're you're when you're following along on that that 
QR code or whatever the hell it's called, and you realize that you see the question and then you see the answer, it's it's the same answer, but unique to everybody. You did. Well, who did? Did I kill the world? And I think what he's saying is we are all responsible for killing the world. All right. Let me like, first of all, you're right about the QR code. It's different. It's unique. It's special. I love it. You know, the one other thing that Triple H is doing, we saw it and we'll get into it a little bit, too, with Dexter Loomis and The Miz. But like when how they first introduced Dexter Loomis back on Monday Night Raw, like he didn't just appear and they didn't play music. And he was the the commentators weren't saying, oh, it's the you know, it's the debut of Dexter Loomis on Monday Night Raw. He's back. He was in the crowd at first. You were like, wait, was that? was that Dexter Loomis that I just saw? Like they didn't exactly point him out. They didn't say his name. And then eventually they did, but it made you want to tune into next week. And it got people talking on social media. Listen, Monday night raw was a bit of a, was a bit of a dud, but you know what? Ultimately probably a fart in the wind. Like you said, it's not going to be memorable. You're not going to remember it, but you know what people are going to be talking about for weeks to come is this QR code that we saw on Monday Night Raw last week. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream is a total chocolate game changer. We start with unbelievably creamy dark chocolate ice cream. Then we add different chocolate treats like chocolate cookies, chocolate cake, or chocolate brownies to make four decadent chocolate flavors. Because sometimes the thing that pairs best with chocolate (laughs) is more chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream. Extraordinary Dairy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.